Welcome to Settle Smart, a podcast from the National Structured Settlements Trade Association. We talk about structured settlements here so that people who have settled a lawsuit can know their best options for financial security. Whether you or a loved one was injured in a car accident, or you were injured on the job, or harassed at work, or suffered from any one of many injuries, emotional or physical, we are here to help. And we believe it's your money, so keep it safe. Now, we'll turn it over to our Settle Smart podcast host, Executive Director Eric Vaughn. Welcome, everyone. This is Eric Vaughn, uh, Executive Director of the National Structured Settlements Trade Association. Today, I'm just really pleased to be joined uh, by Andy Prindable of Waterville Settlements. Uh, are you an entity of SAGE or are you own? We are. We are. Waterville Advisors, actually, Advisors. an entity of SAGE. We merged with them uh, uh, about two years ago. Um, you know, We're a plaintiff-only brokerage in Chicago, and we felt that being a part of other like-minded people across the country would benefit us in our business. How long have you been in the structured settlements business? 13 years now. Um, my goodness. I'm a lawyer, but I never never actually practiced. I've been doing structures my whole, quote-unquote, legal career. Is it, uh, you said it's just a plaintiff-only or plaintiff-exclusive business? Yep, plaintiff-only, uh, pretty much liability-only. We don't do too much comp. Uh, Cook County is a pretty litigious county, and uh keeps us busy. I, I mean, as a side question, I've heard something, um, a fr- phrase used in the structured settlements community, something called the Chicago way. And it's a way of, I guess, looking at a case and trying to bring opposite parties, at least lawyers and consultants together. Is that true? Well, Is it really a Chicago way? I, I feel like I, I need to carry on the torch established by Mike Casey in the sense that we all know each other. We're going to see each other again. Um, we, we make a good living. Um, we interact with the same lawyers, the same court system. And so I, I just don't feel the need. And I agree with what Mike established, you know, how many years ago. But I, we don't need to fight over this stuff. So when I do have a case where, you know, I know Colin Finn will be on or I know John Carter will be on or whoever else, Henry or any other, you know, co-broker in Chicago, I'll just call him up and, hey, let's let's get this one done. This We need to, you know, we'd like to do a structure here. And you know, oftentimes I'll get a return call from one of those guys, too, or one of those gals. About five, six months ago, I called, and, and I suggested we're coming to Chicago for the fall meeting, 2019 fall educational meeting, and would you have any interest in trying to put together a panel session with judges, Cook County judges, our experience with structured settlements? I, honestly, I recall you saying without hesitation, yes, try to put it together. Now, it, you just uh, served as a moderator for one of the most impressive panels I think we've ever had with four judges here in the Cook County. Can you tell us a little bit about how you went about getting those judges? Do, how do you know them? And then I want to ask you a follow-up question about their level of knowledge, which was quite impressive, of structured settlements. Well, I, I you know, a side note to, to Eric's uh, question to me, which is that, number one, I'm always – Happy to try to help out the association, and obviously have a lot of pride in my in my city. And when we're here, you know, we show up. Um, but I must know that I I probably did make Eric a little nervous when I didn't reply to his email for several days. I think Eric had forgotten about my golf schedule, which is uh, very high in in the month of June in Chicago. So at any rate, though, the panel did start coming together in or around July, and uh, frankly, um, I played around to golf with Judge Lawler. And simply asked him, and then the 
Judge Axelrude's story is kind of even funnier. We were, you know, he's at ADR, which is a mediation company, and I was there at a mediation, and I happened to get kicked out of my room for whatever reason, and he, as a mediator on a different case, got kicked out of his room, and so we found ourselves, um, you know, talking in the break room, and I mentioned, you know, I thought his uh, personal, his view of the industry as a mediator would complement Judge Lawler's. And then further, I went to Judge Lawler, and I had heard of Judge O'Malley. I didn't really know her, but I knew she presided in probate court. And I know that whenever we have judges on a panel or we want to talk to judges, that factoring will come up. Um, it's inevitable as a part, you know, for, for better or for worse. And I knew that she had been present and, and presided over many, many factoring petitions and had seen that side of, of, unfortunately, what often is a judge's most often interaction with the structured settlement um, so I did ask Judge Lawler to to see if she would come, and then somehow Judge Lawler also wrangled Judge Sheehan. So that's how it came together, which is typical Chicago, word of mouth, uh, who you know. Well, Judge O'Malley, um, what an impressive person. Um, calm, thoughtful, creative, but a couple of flashes of anger yeah. when she got to talking about how these people are getting preyed upon and she anger. Said and at the lunch prior when we were talking, she said she saw... 30 to 50 of them a month petitions when she was in probate court. So she, you know, obviously likes structures, but that did give her a bad taste, you know, in terms of like, she just felt so bad for these people and, and the predatory practices and, and what she could do to help it. So she just didn't what, know what, what to do. What was so impressive is, is I don't deal with judges. Obviously, you get kicked out of rooms and spend time in, in a mediation room with them, and you play golf with them. <laughs> I don't spend a lot of time with judges, but it, what struck me is, is so fascinating, and, and I felt a little embarrassed. They're human. They, they have human emotions. They don't look at this as case number 406. It's Joe who's been injured. He's got a settlement. He's factoring it away. He's being preyed upon. They think about the family. They think about the implications. I thought that was really, really impressive. I mean, yeah, they are empathetic, and they, you know, they have families too, and you know, they might or might not have had experience in their litigation in the litigation uh, careers. So they they get it. They know. Um, you know, I think the the what came out of the the session the most was the need for judicial education. While they were very knowledgeable of us and our industry and the product, uh, they they admitted that they need more education. And I know when I was on the board, you know, more than four years ago now, which is hard to believe, you know, we did try to stress judicial education and get into some of the counties that we feel, you know, need it. Some of the more, uh, for lack of a better word, volume factoring counties. I wanted to focus in on one uh, set of questions that came up. You led it. Um, and it involves uh, court records and Westlaw. And the question was really sort of focused on, the, the disclosure of incredibly intimate, private information about um, a case, about a claimant, um, and then the fact that it shows up almost automatically in Westlaw. Can you deal yeah, with this? I mean, uh, as soon as I found out about this practice, this is a hot-button issue for me. Uh, in particular, you know, there was a case that, you know, my, my office worked on, my colleague Dan McCarthy worked on, and it I saw it right there on Westlaw, and it had the exact structure plan for a minor in the, that that was in the petition and order that had gotten filed and entered into the system. Westlaw had gotten it. It was available to anybody with a Westlaw subscription, and that upsets me because 
you know, and I think the judges did address that issue well. I mean, there's a fine balance between the need for public information versus private protection. So also, also we'll have to, you know, figure that out. My, you know, my most immediate um, action is to probably set up a, some meetings with both judges in Cook County for judicial education purposes and um, perhaps talking to the maybe the attorneys general about what can be done, um, whether it's through redacted court pleadings or whether it's restricting Westlaw's access to certain, um, you know, pleadings and, and orders? Was one of the judges made a fascinating observation that these are laws that require disclosure. That, that these are proceedings that need to be made public or at least be part of the public record. It's all pre-internet. Yeah, that was interesting. And it would take a quite a sophisticated person with a lot of time to dig through all the court records to find these precise cases. Not so in the internet. No. I think the comment was made, somebody sitting in their underwear you know, could go on the internet and find all of these cases in a matter of minutes. Yep, and then just do like a person search uh, exactly. service and then find out where they live and start beseeching them via all means possible. Andy, I appreciate you being here. You did a great job putting the panel together. Uh, we miss you on the NASA Board of Directors. Um, I understand, though, at the end of the meeting uh, in Chicago, you've got one more big assignment, and you're hosting some of the most competitive, not good, but competitive <laughs> golfers in the industry at Medina. What should they expect at Medina tomorrow? Well, I mean, we've kind of lucked out with the weather, at least if from a Midwesterner's perspective, but it should be in the mid-50s and sunny, which is okay by me. My rule is 50 and above. Um, but at any rate, we're playing course one at Medina, which is a Tom Doak renovated course. It's, it's a great test. They, the, they've had the Illinois PGA on that course, and the greens are very, uh, very serpentine and slippery and should be a good time. Well, you've been a wonderful host. Uh, let's come into your city. You did a great job on the panel session. And I think on behalf of everyone here today, I can't thank you enough for making this meeting a, a real professional experience, a, an eye-opening experience with judges. And so thank you very much for your leadership and support. Thanks, Eric. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Settle Smart, a podcast from the National Structured Settlements Trade Association. We're located in Washington, D.C., and we invite you to visit our website at nssta.com. There you can find out more about our members and our mission to protect the rights of injured people with legal settlements.